Welcome back to the Galveston Experience Podcast, produced at the Seawall Studios of the Galveston Experience Company. And on the scuttlebutt this time around, Mike Dudas is welcoming in our new city councilman, youngest ever, William Schuster. He has a really interesting conversation, and we'll hear that in just a bit. Checking out a few of the holiday events going on around town as Christmas is rapidly approaching. Downtown, they've got 46 businesses participating in the Galveston Holiday Tree Decorating Contest. And if you want to go down, take a look at them, pick your favorite, and vote. And for all the details, it's on the Island Events page at RadioGalveston.com. And where our studios are, of course, inside the Galveston Experience Company. That's also a Galveston Elfie location. And you've probably seen these stickers at key places around town. So uh, just come down to our place, 1522 Seawall, and stand in front, take your Elfie selfie, and then you just post it using the hashtag Galveston Elfie, and then uh, check the map. And again, that information's online on the Island Events page. Go to the other locations, and uh, you get a chance to see some of the very nice holiday displays, some very historic locations, and you post the selfie, and they've got some great prizes that you can win there as well. At Moody Gardens, Festival of Lights continues. And uh, speaking of lights, Galveston Experience Company has got a brand new first time ever Christmas tree light bus tour. And uh, the driver's also got a lot of history, Galveston history. There's some holiday songs, sing-alongs, uh, holiday snacks and beverages. So it's a good time. We started last weekend, was the first weekend. Had rave reviews, literally people high-fiving and uh, applauding at the end of it. So uh, check that out also at Galveston Experience. One other thing you might want to check out is the Railroad Christmas going on down at the Railroad Museum. There's a number of events like Storytime with Mrs. Claus, all the trains beautifully decorated for Christmas, socially distanced pictures with Santa Claus, and the Holiday Harborside Express train rides. It's all down at the Railroad Museum, 25th and Strand. But uh, let's meet our new city councilman. Mike Dudas has got the scuttlebutt on William Schuster. I am Mike Dudas, and my guest on this edition of the podcast is Ball High School teacher and recently elected city councilman, William Schuster, who will give us all the scuttlebutt on his historic victory during the, this week's City of Galveston runoff election. I guess the obvious first question is, you know, everyone knows that you're a great teacher at Ball High School, <laughs> so with absolutely no political prior political experience, why did you decide to run for office? Well, that's a great question, and that's a question I get a lot. Um, you know, it's I can't ever answer that without saying um, how much Galveston means to me. How I've you know I've lived here my whole life. Uh, I was raised in Galveston. I'm a product of GISD. Um, so you know, Galveston's given me everything in life that I could be thankful for: my work ethic, my education, my home, my job. And I thought, what a great way to give back to my community and also to make sure that it's in a good place and always heading in the right direction. And uh, I also, you know, and as a U.S. history teacher, I've always felt that our local politics, they're, in my opinion, probably the more important races on the ballots. Um, you know, even though we do get, unfortunately, the lower turnout, I do think they're the most important races that you usually have as far as elections go. So. I just thought, what a great opportunity. It was 2020, oh, 2019 at the time, and thought, what a great opportunity, 2020, um, you know, moving forward into the future. And, you know, me living here and working at the district, I see a lot of issues that 
face our community, that face our families and uh, the issues that we have from removing new families here or attracting you know, more people to live here. And I thought, you know, I brought all those ideas for over the last 16 months, uh, as far as the campaign goes, brought all those ideas out and um, here we are. You know, and that's kind of in a long answer why I decided to run. <laughs> so after you um, dove into the process, um, probably over a year ago, because, you know, you had the d- delay in the general election last May and then um, everything was stalled during the summer and then had the November election and the runoff. And here we are um, this week. So during that whole process, uh, of running for office, what surprised you the most? What do you think your thing that you learned the most? I think you can't talk about just this last year with you know all the surprises that were given. Um, we started this campaign in August of 2019. That's when I first told people at my neighborhood association that, hey, I've decided I think I'm going to run for council. And that was the first month that meeting um, that I decided to, and then we got the ball rolling in a normal sense. I think March, we had our first um, campaign kickoff, March 1st. We were fundraising before then. We were putting signs out. Uh, we were getting ready for May. March 1st was our first election, and then March 14th or 15th, somewhere around there, they told you you couldn't gather with more than 10 people. <laughs> so, uh, from that point on, then elections were delayed, and then, you know, we went um, dealing with COVID, and then all summer dealing with hurricanes in the middle of a campaign, or hurricane threats, and the biggest surprise was just, uh, really for me, it's just the support that we kept all along from August to, really, I guess you could say, you know, to Tuesday. You know, that was a long journey. I mean, it was just as long as a presidential campaign, and you know, and that was one of my big surprises is, you know, the really how the pandemic played into all this on top of a couple of hurricane scares. And I guess you could say the surprise of just how people were willing to hang in there with us in our campaign. What do you feel that, um, what is your sense of your constituents in District 2? What what do you feel is the biggest issue that they are that they, that they want you to have as a voice on city council? I think, you know, you look at District 2, and um, I like to call it our residential core, our urban core. Um, you know, majority of our district is residents, residential. Uh, we do have small businesses. We do have some uh, larger businesses, but, you know, majority of it is residential and it's your, uh, you know, you've got all kinds of issues, you know, bigger issues all the way down to smaller ones. But I think the general sense in that area is, you know, the interest of residents, you know, what can you do for the neighborhoods and what can you do for our residents here in Galveston? Um, you know, cause you look at the other districts like district three, you know, that's got the port, it's got UTMB, it's got, uh, the universities. Um, you know, it's got residents, it's got historical, you know, yes, district two does have some of that, but not in that shape. It's primarily residential. It's your generational homes. It's your people that have lived in Galveston forever. Um, you know, they're going to raise their kids here, places that families might move into. And, you know, you've got schools in the neighborhoods. Um, so to me, it's your, um, it does look like your typical residential neighborhood in Galveston. And I think that embodies the uh, 
the concerns from the residents and the constituents is, hey, we're such a residential district, um, such a neighborhood district. What can you do for our neighborhoods and our quality of living on the island? And I think that was a big push in the campaign was, you know, always having the big philosophy of putting our residents' interests first and our quality of living on the island first. In your mind, how do you balance tourism versus just the everyday resident residential life in Galveston? You know, that's a question that uh, just pops up a lot, and that's a question that we do get. Um, you know, it's always bigger ideas to uh, the smaller ideas. I think I think it starts with uh, how we, you know, the type of tourists we try to attract. You know, balancing that need um, as far as like a typical beachgoer versus somebody that might come to stay four or five days, spend a little more money, uh, the more lucrative tourists. Um, also, there's the idea of pushing around, you know, using things to um, invest in items that tourists would like, you know, in the summertime or in the off season. But those are things that residents can enjoy all the time, you know. So when you look at sports tourism, uh, investing in some of those items not only attracts uh, uh, tourists, but it gives us residents something to enjoy all the time, you know. And uh, you know, one of the things we're living in Galveston is like we live here because, you know, it's a cool place to live, uh, but it's also a cool place to visit. And that's one of the main reasons why a lot of Galvestonians do live in Galveston. So, I mean, tourism is always going to be needed in Galveston. But like I said, uh, I've been saying it all year. It's uh, the diversification of our tourism base, you know, trying to bring in different res or different tourists to the island instead of just that typical beachgoer um, that you see coming uh, traditionally during the summer. As always, the issue of affordable housing reared its, it reared its head in the campaign. Um, what are your viewpoints? Do you have any ideas about trying to work through that issue that's, you know, folks, folks, you know, newly elected councilmen and all your previous people have really tried to work on for years? You know, affordable housing is such a big idea. You know, it's a national issue, it's a state issue, it's a county issue, um, it's a city of Galveston issue. Um, affordable housing does not have a, a one-size-fit-all solution. You know, you just can't solve it with the one ordinance, one idea. It's going to take many, many ideas to get it done. It's going to take the works of the city with different organizations, different groups across the island. Um, it's going to take philanthropy to get it done. It's going to take, you know, the city to incentivize, to subsidize, you know, some ideas. Um, so it's not just uh, any one ordinance. Now, I have been saying it. I just, uh, you know, I've always been a fan of home incentives, home improvement incentives. Um, to the island, but then also trying to keep those people here once they do do those things. You know, that's always the issue you have to face and some of the things we'll have to look at. So when you say affordable housing, um, you know, it's, you got to look at it as an economic investment. I mean, it's economic development. The more people we get to stay on the island that work here, that's the more money that our stores make, our businesses make, our restaurants make. Um, that's more kids in our school. Um, that's more funding for our schools. That's more money overall. And that's more improvements that you see in your community. So, you know, we think short term that we invest in these things. It might be an issue economically, but in long term, 
you know, it's bringing economic development to the island. We, I hate seeing dollars leave the causeway every day. And you and I, we've always made that joke. You know, every morning we, or every day at five o'clock, we see the mass exodus and that's dollars leaving the island that we could use. Exactly. So in my introduction at the beginning, I, I called your victory a historic victory. And I really stick to that just because um, we uh, have figured out that there's really never been a ball high school teacher elected to city council. So that's number one. And of course, your age, um, 33. And I know everyone's really digging through the files and record books trying to figure out, is there anyone um, younger than you that's ever served on the city of Galveston um, city council? And I think right now, at least in recent memory, no one can come up with that individual. So that's another check mark to me in the column of you know this historic victory then plus on top of all that this is the first time you've ever run for political office so um you know congratulations on all that so going into your first council meeting um on december 29 how are you going to dig in and you know be william schuster the city councilman district two and you know with all everything that you're going to have to learn and you know the learning curve or whatever but still yeah. you know that first council meeting just dive right in and just show everyone you know you're your own person and uh, you know you're here to stay yeah uh well you know um that's a really unique question that's a um that's a good question mike um now that first council meeting will definitely have some housekeeping stuff that we'll be working out um now the new members and the new mayor will all be sworn in uh, so that formality will be taken care of and then there will be a couple items that we'll discuss and we'll vote on um the preliminary agenda um i guess you could say rough draft agenda will be out in the coming days so i'll be looking for that and then uh, we'll start finalizing um or that the agenda will start being finalized and We'll start reaching out to the constituents, start to see what they think about it, um, building that communication there. So it's all gonna happen pretty fast and the learning curve starts, but um, going back to what you said, the you know, individual separate myself here to stay type thing. Um, you know, I get that, but the biggest thing with council is uh, working together as a team, um, the newly elected mayor, the newly elected council members, at the end of the day, we do disagree, we'll disagree with things. There'll probably be split votes here and there, but the general idea is to work together as a team, respect one another, and put the issues of Galveston in our neighborhoods first, you know, and work together to get those accomplished. So, you know, for me, or for myself, you know, coming in, zero political experience, uh, however you want to look at it, um, for me, it's just, really, it's learning as much as possible. Um, I think we've been doing that since last August. Um, I've asked, I've, I've conversated with a bunch of the current council members, a bunch of former council members, um, a couple former mayors, uh, and just trying to learn as much as possible, just reading as much as possible. And I'm excited to learn as much as possible. And I think um, a good council member, just from what I've studied in my life and just studied in politics, it's somebody that can communicate well with the people, that's transparent, responsive. Um, but also is able to work as a team, maybe admit when they're wrong, see another idea that they might not have come up with, but they think it's a good one and they're going to do it because it's best for the people, you know? So that's just some of the ideas that I look forward to 
with uh, with the new council. And I, you know, with myself being a teacher, I, one of the things, you know, we all bring our own traits, you know, like if you have a developer, they're bringing their, you know, their traits that they have. You bring in an engineer that gets elected, they bring their traits that they have. And myself being a teacher and a, a high school coach, you know, I do bring communication. I bring that teamwork ethic um, or that teamwork ability, you know, that leadership ability that I think is needed in this position. And I don't think you can be a good councilman if you're not listening to the people around you and trying to work uh, through solutions versus not giving in a solution. My guest on this edition of the podcast has been newly elected city councilman for District 2, William Schuster. If you would like to be a featured guest on the podcast and give us all the scuttlebutt on your business or organization, drop us a line right here at RadioGalveston.com. I am Mike Dudas. Talk to you again soon. Thank you, Mike, and thank you, William, and we wish you all of the best. Definitely sounds like you have got the right idea, and we look forward to many good things in your district. The Galveston Experience podcast is produced at the studios of RadioGalveston.com. We're just wrapping up kind of a fun contest called the DJ of the Day, and on Saturday, you'll have a chance to listen to all of the DJs all day long, and then whoever you think deserves to be the DJ and win the $500 cash and some other prizes just to go online and vote at RadioGalveston.com. Don't forget, if you've got a business that's got something happening, we want to make sure we've got it on our events calendar, which we also will put on air and also on the podcast. So just go to RadioGalveston.com, click on Island Events, and submit an event, and we'll make sure we get it on for you. So looks like we have got a pretty good weekend weather-wise ahead to get in that last-minute Christmas shopping. So we look forward to seeing you up and down the seawall, maybe on one of those historic hurricane ghost bus or christmas lights tours if nothing else we'll be looking for you right here next time on the galveston experience podcast